Hello, welcome again. This is Pastor Deborah. We are in another word of encouragement for you. Yeah, this is word of encouragement number 41 of the year 2022. I'm working through all the 52 weeks so you can have at least from me and Agape Love, Love is Here's Ministries, a word of encouragement to help you. Some of them are very positive, but each one of them asks you a question. This one's going to ask you another question. And we want to thank Zoom for the program I'm recording on and Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. It comes free from Pixabay, and I love them because they help me to show you, to visualize what it looks like in the spirit. Oh, you can look with your natural eyes and see many things, but I need you to look and see with your spiritual eyes, things that only your spirit can see. So here in this new word of encouragement, number 41, it's entitled, Do You Lie Down in Your Dishonor, Your Shame, and Does Your Confusion Cover You for Sinning Against the Lord, the God of Israel? That is your question, your word of encouragement for you today. Doesn't sound very good. But you have to ask yourself questions that will peer into the real you that you can be challenged by and that will you will look at yourself. So let's get started first with prayer and a welcome, welcome to everybody here today in the garden. Yes, that's where we are spiritually, even though I'm sitting physically in my living room. Yeah, at a door with the blind pulled down. It's kind of overcast and cloudy today. So I'm just using the light from my computer and the light from overhead. Today is a very noisy day in the neighborhood. It's garbage day. And we have a wonderful family down here who's bringing in 200 truckloads of dirt because he's building a house. He's building here in this flood zone, so he has to build up. Very noisy when those trucks come by and leave. Yeah. So if you hear them, you'll know what it is. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you here in the Garden of Eden, where your presence is, where your heart is, where your delight is. We ask that your Holy Spirit teach us. Help us to peer into the spirit realm of us, our spirit, our forever person. That part of us that upon earthly death still lives. And we hear a lot about that, Father, from near-death experiences. We hear that because people have died and have come to you in heaven. And you said, it's not your time yet. Go back and tell them about me. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. He is our teacher, our governor, our guide. He speaks to us 
He's really you to help us. So now we need his help so that we can peer into your words of spirit and of life that were written in your book, the Bible. So we thank you for him. We thank you for your word that was made flesh named Christ Jesus that you sent into the world to show us us and to teach us about you. We thank you, Father, that your everlasting covenant has held through the ages and time, through us leaving you, being adulterers, forgetting about you, mistreating you, blaspheming you. Thank you for holding. Thank you for never stop loving us, no matter how bad it got. Oh, we know, Father, and we thank you that you took some time out centuries and centuries ago until your word could come and sacrifice itself on a cross. So we thank you for being here for us throughout the ages of time. And thank you for being with us going forward into the new ages of time and eternity on a new earth in a new galaxy with new bodies and new spirits. Thank you, Father, for always being there for us. In the name of your son, your living word, Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. We're going to get into this. Yeah, what's the title? Do you lie down like this person in your dishonor, your shame? Does your confusion cover you? See, all of that. There's even ancient ancestors back there, writings and pictures, images, all written on your spirit. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are closed to truth and light. Does your confusion cover you for sinning, disobeying against the Lord, the God of Israel? Well, let's look at a scripture that's going to help us. Psalms was written by the second king of Israel, David. Psalms 3, 25. And this was King David speaking directly to you, even now. Psalms 25. We lie, lay down in our shame, he says, our dishonor, and our own confusion covers us. For we, King David says, even me, myself, I, over my physical body, sickness and disease covers us. Eats us alive, so to speak. Where does that come from? My soul is tormented with heaviness and grief and anger and fires, lust and desires. And my spirit man, the forever me, it too is covered in shame and dishonor. For we have sinned, we have disobeyed, broke your laws your commandments that you gave us. We can't even love our neighbor as ourselves. We kill babies in the womb. Even if we are believers in you, we vote for politicians. We vote for laws that will choose a woman over an innocent baby. There are soldiers who go to war to die to save the innocent and the young ones. 
They will give their lives, but oh no, not the, not the female. She wants to be alive, but not what's growing in her womb. That is a alien to her. She has a right to choose what happens to her body. She has a right to choose to kill an innocent thing that she participated in one way or the other to produce. The father we have sinned, he says, against you. We broke your laws of love, your neighbor. You are our God, we say, but we don't follow you. We go to church. We make the sign of the cross. We take Holy Communion. We put our hand on the Bible and swear an oath to a flag, not to you. But when we take that oath, we don't realize what we're doing. We are vowing a vow to you. And yet we break them. We dishonor you, your word. We lie, we cheat, we corrupt, we steal. We're in bed with enemies. We're in bed with evil, wicked deeds and thoughts. We create inside of our soul, David says, pictures and images that we bow down to and worship. We're in secret societies. We desire power above all. And how dare anybody refuse to obey and submit? Mm -hmm. You go watch some movies on YouTube. You watch how that works. You're a dead person. You don't submit to your ruler. Mm -hmm. You're killed. So David is saying, that's how we lie down. That's how we live. That's how we rest. We rest like this person. Eyes closed. Ears confused. Our mind a mess. Spirit and our mental health is horrible. We're angry. Desirous of power. We're desirous of pleasure. And our physical body is also suffering from this. And he is saying, is that you? David goes on and says, we and our fathers have done this. How many of your grandparents, how many of you still live by their culture, their traditions? Your ancestors are still guiding you and leading you when you yet profess that another God is your Lord. From our youth, he says, our childhood, even unto this day, we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God. Mm -hmm. Now he's talking to believers of this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not talking to those of you who don't yet know him. You're already in darkness like this. He's saying, we who believe in you, take an oath to you, put our hand on your book and take an oath that believe in you. This is us. We look like this to you. We have ancestors in their pictures and images. We're disobedient. We have shame and dishonored you by our thoughts, our actions, and our deeds, and they cover us in confusion. They bring problems to our mental health, and they bring disease and illnesses to our physical body. This is what it looks like. We learn a little bit more about that from Ezra, E-Z-R-A, 9-7. He was a scribe in Israel, 
which was in captivity when he wrote this in Babylon, after King Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Israel and took him captive. And Ezra had prepared his heart in verse 10 to talk to the Lord. And in Ezra 7, 25 through 26, listen to him and hear his cries. And you, Ezra, after the wisdom of your God that is in your hand, you have set magistrates and judges which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, the river of living water, and such as know the laws of your God. You're going to be judged. David is saying, this is your condition based on your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts, even your spirit. We may not know that just by looking at you on television, a YouTube video, hearing you on a podcast, in a Zoom conference call, on the telephone. But deep in the spirit, the eyes of the Lord of King David are looking at your spirit. And so does Pastor Deborah. And here we're learning from Ezra that there will be judges Pastor Deborah is a judge. That's what the word Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H means. A judge, a prophetess, a leader. One who can look righteously at your spirit and judge it. I have to look at you and leaders of this God. His apostles and prophets and teachers, pastors, ministers. I have to look at their spirits. Sometimes it takes me a little while because I didn't know how to do that at first. I thought everybody just loved God and was doing right. Then I learned you're either a baby, an infant, a child, and need to still be under teachers and tutors spiritually, or you have grown up and matured, and the Father has released you to be about his business anointed and blessed, covered, and working with you as a partner. So I had to learn that first, that there are two kinds of believers, babies, infants, children, and mature adults. That's right. Then I had to look and see what the condition of their spirit was. Were they serving other gods and idols? Had they been trapped and ensnared? So Ezra is telling us there will be judges to you to see if you follow and even know the laws of the God of Israel and to teach you them. So Pastor Deborah and many others, we have to look beyond your flesh, beyond your physical body, past your soul, where your mental health is, to your spirit. Verse number 26 Ezra goes on and is told, and whosoever will not do the law of your God, the God of Israel, and the law of the king of Israel, that was David at that time, let judgment be executed speedily upon him. 
whether it the judgment, even if it means unto death, or banishment, or to confiscation of goods, or to imprisonment. That is not nice. That it, yes, Pastor Deborah has to look here at your spirit, your forever person. And I have to do a judgment. Now, sometimes I take you to the courtroom of the universe, ask the God of the universe to sit as a judge on this and pass judgment himself. I did that. And I'll tell you, there was a, a mother and a father who were constantly and would never quit trying to get their daughter. Her name was Amanda to marry her father and take her rightful place in multi-generational Satanism and raise up an antichrist. They didn't want her just as a child and they never would give up. And she was born again. I led her to the Lord when she was just 14. Give up the attacks, the blackmail, the terror, the torture from these two parents was relentless. I prayed that God, please help little Amanda. She hadn't had a chance yet really to discover him and grow in him because her parents were always interfering. I asked judgment on them. Soon after that, her mother got congestive heart failure and within a few weeks was dead. A few months after that, her husband, her father, who was her mother's brother, who also was the king of the clan called the Black Forest Clan. He was a homosexual and he and his partner got in a fight and he fell down the stairs wherever he was at, broke his neck. And died, both gone. Now she missed her mother so much, she actually, in her mind and spirit, it drove her into deep mental health issues of incompetency. Her programming was always to do that. She was never to be without her mother. So she was being demonically tortured. Her mental capabilities, she had multiple personalities. Her spirit was confused, but she needed a chance to find this God. And she did. Now, she's not in good shape. I think she's in a state mental institution deemed incompetent. It was always the fear of her life to become that. And that is usually what happens to people in multi-generational Satanism or other deep occultic religions. You know, Satanism is a religion in America recognized by the government, a 501c3 religion. But the torture and the abuse, the programming, the disassociation was so powerful that when she refused and she was never going to become and do, what they wanted. The stage was set for mental illness, incompetency, hearing of voices and looking to the world as totally incompetent.
in any manner. But her spirit is there. It might be in a trance, but it is still helping people to find the God of Israel. No matter what's happening in her soul or physical body. And she gets so angry at pastors who don't follow God. And she tries, but God's with her spirit. So King Ezra is telling us, you're going to be judged. The other case that I had to do a judgment on was a politician. Uh, this politician was very evil and wicked. And I took their spirit. I asked for an audience in the courtroom. Her spirit came. God looked at it. And it was like this, if not worse. Completely black. Even though the soul professed to be a Christian. God put a judgment on that spirit. And that soul. Said, you will not get what you desired. She was taken in. It was a she. She was taken into outer darkness. She was denied what she wanted, what she had planned and plotted and still trying to do. Mm -hmm. She was judged because I knew that she was going to be in the throne room one day. She's a believer. And I didn't want her ick that she had been doing. Her lies, deception, corruption. To be seen and judged on that day would bring humiliation to God, to her parents, to herself, to the body of Christ. I ask God to judge her now. So I became, as my name says, Deborah, a judge. That's why you have to study your name. Sometimes you have to get renamed. So when Deborah came out from and was sort of born again from when Jan died, which was in my soul, which you'll read about in the story called It's Time. Deborah rose up, had to study my name out of the Bible to see what I was to do, become, and how I was to think and act. So Ezra is telling us, you're going to be judged. If you're not a believer in him yet, you're already judged. You're already condemned. To this. And then when your earthly death happens, you go to hell. And then when the second death comes, you go to the lake of fire. But you're already here if you're not a believer. Once you become a believer, you can stay in this condition. Why? Because of your choices that you make. And so God will put judgment. He may banish you from his presence. He may confiscate all your goods, your powers, your riches, your fame, your fortune, your legacy. Or he may imprison you in this darkness. And that's where you stay. And my question and word of encouragement to you, is this you? Do you lie down? in your dishonor, in your shame? And does your confusion cover you like this? For sinning against the Lord, the God of Israel. Many people 
We want them. We see, we think they're not righteous people, but nothing ever seems to happen to them. It is. It's happening in the realm of the spirit. Their soul is trying to keep everything covered up. Mm -hmm. But back there, the real them, this is what they look like. If you're an unbeliever of this Christ Jesus, you're in this condition naturally. And we want to bring you out of that. We want to birth you a new creature, a child of the light. We want all this confusion off of you and shame and dishonor. We want your eyes opened with the light of love shining out. We want all the graven images that may be written statues that you have been worshiping, serving. We don't want you serving your ancestors anymore or culture or traditions. We want you to learn about the kingdom of heaven, its culture, its, its practices, its government, and learn to live in your thoughts, your ideas, and learn how to love one another mm -hmm. and not abuse each other. Mm -hmm. So you be encouraged. Ask yourself this question. Is this you? What does God look, see when he looks at your spirit? When he looks at your thoughts and concepts and images, your plans, your desires of your spirit, what will he see? Will he be sad? Will he see the lawlessness in you? Will he have to bring judgment, either through a pastor, Deborah, or through society or the world or himself? Is that you? Now, I want to leave it right here. If you hear, yes, that's you, we can help you. We will pray, Father, those who have laid down that believe in you and have turned from you and have been lawless to you and your laws. Maybe they voted for people to kill a baby. They call it abortion for the health of the mother, and they want freedom to choose. But yet they maybe freely chose to have the sex. The men at the same time, Father, they need to take precautions. And Father, maybe they're in ignorance about your laws. And they're but children. They know no better. Father, we ask that you forgive them with the forgiveness you supplied on the cross. When your son said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Apply your blood and the sacrifice to their spirit. Free them from this shame and dishonor and lawlessness. Birth them anew out of their soul that keeps them in darkness and captivity to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Birth them anew. It's a new creature, never been created before. A child of the light. A child of you. Bring them forth, put them under wonderful teachers and tutors, spiritual mothers and fathers to help them so they no longer will lay down 
in their shame. And those, Father, who already are yours and are laying down like this, covered in shame and guilt and dishonor. And you have sent to faraway places, outer darkness. You banished them from your presence. You confiscated their authority and dominion, their anointing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Help them. Father, this is your work. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. That is your word of encouragement. I'll see you next week on another one. Bye.